Hey y'all, welcome back to another exciting episode of Teas and Talks. So, if you are a new listener, first of all, thank you so very much for deciding to check out my podcast. God bless you. I have a gift for you. If you are new, you can hit me on any of my socials or email. Just state your name, your age, where you come from. (laughs) I love that. And I have a gift for you. Trust me, I do have a gift for you. And to my old listeners and subscribers, hey, what's up? Hope you all are doing so very well. So I don't know if you listened to the last episode. Yeah, take this as your cue to quickly pause this and go back to listen to the last episode. On the last episode, there w- I mentioned something. It was I told you that I told you all that this episode is going to be very very different. This episode is going to be very very different from the usual tease and talks episode and even the formats and everything. So yeah, just you know, stay tuned and don't go anywhere. I promise. Today's episode is. Going to be insightful because a friend of mine, it's an episode of about a friend of mine who, you know, decides to like share his story, his story, which by the way is, you know, very, 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 very complex, very tough, very, I don't know, but yeah, it's just something that needs to be out there. And I... Why recording this, I do not even know what I'm going to tie to it because there are so many things, there are so many topics that his story basically talks about. You get so anyway, don't go anywhere, just listen and yeah, I'll be right here. Hey, well, um my name is Ogbeloki Okemte Hamuni. I'm from Warrior Delta State. Well, over the years, I have really given my own goals with thoughts, and I'm like, I grew up to not do any of the things I actually wanted to. Not just me. A lot of there are a lot of kids that are actually growing up are not doing any of the things they have talent for. Talents are just wasting and dying, just going nowhere. They're not using it for anything. Why? The parents are not being supportive of them. Saying it does not bring anything to the house. Or your mates are doing this. Or your mates are doing that. Well, there is no push from the parents. There's no push from the family. There's no push anywhere. He said that society would say children are supposed, or rather men are supposed to be strong and what move regardless of the situation they are going true okay let's let's bring this back to my topic now parents will feel like kids between whenever they are born to maybe 17 18 sometimes even 20 whatever they say the words that come out from their mouth are invalid and doesn't make sense because yes they are still children they are still kids so they would not listen to whatever they are saying. Parents should learn to listen to their children. There's a whole lot of things going on. Starting from church, then you would go straight to school. I know Christians will throw bottles at me for this word I just said. Church. Yes. It's a church. Why I said that. Okay, I'll explain. I was born in a church. 
I was actually born in Egypt, not in the hospital. My mom was in labor the day she went to church. And funny enough, it was not on a service day. It was on a Wednesday. She went there to pray that morning and boom, that's how I ended up coming out. The church is where I grew up. I joined the church military when I was 12 years old. You see, this is the thing about my church and other churches that I've noticed over the years. You're saying you're preaching the word of God to these children. You're telling them, yes, you have to live your life like this. You have to live your life like th- that's the problem. You don't tell them you have to live your life like this and you must live your life like this. You see, you're not feeding them in on the whole Jesus thing anymore. You're actually telling them how they would live their life. Many people actually grow up in that mentality in their head that if they sin, Jesus will never forgive them. And they end up continuing sin because, okay, I've sinned before, it's happen again. That's the mentality many people have because of this thing. Yet, somebody could still sin today. In fact, many of the people in the Bible, they were all sinners. Yet Jesus saved them. God used them for his own work. Exactly. That's, that's the point. Then, go, going back to the whole school thing. All right. From primary school, no, from KG to um, SS3, this is what happens. You send your kid early to school, right? Like four years, five years, maybe three to school. Yeah, you say you want to set them up early. When you see that this child is struggling to actually keep up with the whole book, but you say everybody is supposed to what? Um, have this sense in their own head that they are growing. And more as to pressure them, more as they learn. Not everybody is born the same. That grace is not with everybody. It's not for everybody. Yes, they don't have two heads, but I will say this again. Genes matter too. Genes actually matter. You are not smart yourself. Your wife is not smart herself. None of your family members are smart. Maybe one or two persons are smart. And then, boom, you say your child must be smart. And then you force the child to do a whole lot of reading and a whole lot of things. This child becomes silent and doesn't say anything and becomes distant. And you say, yes, it's showing. It's improvement. What's improving? Okay, now let me tell you the backlash. In school, she goes, he or she goes to school, and then they do their best and become like, yeah, the best, as you want them to be. Then eventually, they enter primary school where bullying starts. They won't say a word about it, regardless of, please talk to me, you know I'm here for you. They would not say a word about it. I was bullying in primary one and primary two, like, in fact, it was, it was an everyday thing. Going home was hell. Going to school was pain. Everything was annoying. During break, I get pushed from the stairs. I get beaten. I don't eat my food. They collect it from me. But yet, I could not say a word to my parents. I reported to my teacher. She flogged me. She flogged me 24 on my back. I was in primary one. Why? She said I was playing during break. That's how my uniform got dirty. I was crying and I told her, with injuries, I said, I was pushed from the stairs. She said I was lying. I went to play and I fell on my own. That's how that issue died. So, I had to change school in primary two because I could not take it again. And besides, I was, I had that in mind to not go to school anymore. After the whole thing that happened to me in primary one, when I changed schools, I went to I wouldn't mention the name of the school because there was bullying there one time too. And I survived primary two, primary three, primary four, and the first day in primary five. In fact, let's just start from primary four. 
the last term, the third term of primary four, that's when this guy and his gang started bullying me. In fact, it was like I go to P, they just start with drop your money or you're buying us food today or just anything. They just ask for anything and you don't dare say no. They live around the school. You pass the road to your house. It's it was annoying. It was an everyday thing. Then the homeroom teacher, apparently, he was always slogging. He doesn't listen to anything you say. He only does whatever was in his mind. Growing up and seeing all those kind of things, um, I got used to them, but yet I was always scared. The first day in primary five, I ran away from school because I did not want him to flog me. I did not want those boys to beat me. I didn't want anybody to touch me. I was scared. I had to run away from school. I ran away for about, um, let's say, well, let's say eight hours ran away from school. What happened? I came outside myself. The people that saw me were like, oh, we caught him. We saw him. Like, you did what? Okay, you took all the glory. No problem. I came out and then the first thing the Christian group was saying was, oh, it was free shock. Somebody was maybe trying to direct him. Then the other group that said, oh, he's a playful child. Probably he went somewhere with his friend. Then the teacher said, my mom sent me on an errand. And I was like, how did that even make sense? In my head, I was like, okay, let me go with whatever they were saying. I could not still say anything about how everything had been. The only thing I said was, I told them to change me from this school. They did not listen. That was how that issue died. The teacher said he was not going to teach me if I was going to remain in that school. So, my parents had to change my school. Until the next. With this thing I said, entering higher level of education for me was was already something I had in mind. My first year in Delso, or first two months in Delso, because I danced, there were these guys that were always trying to be around me, literally all the time. Me thinking in my head, okay, these guys are people that like dancing too. One annoying unfortunate day, he came to my house, took off his pants, and he was like, I should turn. He wants to see how long this dick is. And I was like, oh, sorry for my word. I was not supposed to say it, but I still said it because that's what happened. I looked at him and said, bro, something is wrong with you in your head. I was 17. I was 17 years old when that happened. Guys are not supposed to complain like this. Are they not supposed to say they are children molesters, even for guys? It was crazy with the whole thing that happened. The guy forced me in that school. He was a 300 level student. I was barely 100 level. It was just my first two months in that school. I had to run. I ran away and I said I was not going to school again. I called my dad and said, come and pick me. I don't like this school. Then I stayed home for an extra year. The next year, I went to Benson Dawson University. It's actually a very good school. Just that the students, mm, some of the students actually forget why they are there. They end up putting you in a whole lot of trouble and nobody would listen to you. Even in university, you can still get bullied. I'm not saying that university did. I'm not saying I got bullied in university. I did not. Because I got used to it and I knew how to handle myself better. I avoided people. I didn't like people. I stopped dancing. I. I just accepted myself from all of those things called gathering, associating people. I did not want to. 
at a point i realized i wasn't really living a life anymore i was just confining myself in my own space i was always inside my house because I, I could not even stay in the hostel i was scared maybe i would sleep in the night and one of the roommates would just i, I didn't want anything that happened to me so i, I ran away I, I decided to stay outside the school regardless of my parents knowing anything i used my own money because when i went to the house to tell them about it they were like no it's too dangerous and then what about me my safety what if that happens what would you do nothing no i could not take it i had to use my own money i had to save up for it for the whole of the first year my first year i saved up and then i managed to get 150k that's how i left school campus i, I had to pay for myself outside the school then my parents find out in 211 they were all angry and stuff was just well i apologized and then my coach helped me because i told him about some things i didn't like people i didn't want crowd that's the only thing i told him because i couldn't really get into the whole thing i didn't want to look like a crazy person because they all feel like i'm crazy or something so i decided to keep quiet about so many things enough about me i also noticed that in BIU or maybe in most schools now parents just chipping children to school like you're 15 you just graduated from secondary school all right you're going to school the next day or rather the next month you're going to university you're going to have to make us proud you have to continue reading what you want to study do you think it's easy no i know you want to put your child you see this child is not ready for this this child just finished one this child hasn't even had that break yet okay fine you said you don't want his or head to reduce you don't want the, the the knowledge they have in their head to come down whenever you're going to learn in secondary school in universities way far different from whatever you learned in secondary school the knowledge is always different and there's a huge gap yes many children are not able to study whatever they want because their parents are like i want you to be this i want you to be that you should be a doctor you should be a lawyer how would you say you want to study mask up are those not courses as well yes nigeria is not a good country apparently to sponsor all those kind of fields like mascom but they do there are channels for it the opportunities for it but you said no children must study whatever their parents want them to study all right right on that a few weeks into campus and you see a lot of students crying a lot of hundred levels either they are crying or they want to go home or they are sick why because they still feel they are not ready they are not ready and then all of a sudden there is test there is exam they are stressing out and there is nobody to help them or help them and then you hear comments like i don't like staying i don't like going home why these same people that were crying just a few weeks to go home do not want to go home because they found other people that would actually make them feel at home whether good or bad they would not they would not judge because well what they wanted from the house could not be given to them and they found it in school they found it somewhere else not from their parents not from family i met a girl who said i met a girl crying one time and i walked up to her and i was like what's up with you you've been crying here for like 10 minutes like nobody said anything to your stuff some guys tried walking up to you to you but you ignored their existence so i was like what happened and you are maybe you ignore me but at least talk to me do you want to take a walk she said yes she said she preferred taking a walk 
I was like, okay. So we took a walk around the school like two times. And then she started talking. Then she started crying again. I was like, what happened? She said, she told them she was not ready to come to school, but they did not listen to her. What she wanted to study was not law, but her father said she had to. She said her father has never cared about her opinion about anything. They keep telling her she's a little girl and they know what's best for her. They, are, they gave birth to her and they know what's best for her. She said, okay. And that's how she ended up going to school to study something else other than what she actually wanted. So back to it. She always makes these remarks about her father being a man that doesn't care about her. The mentality in her head, she's 17 now, but the mentality in her head is family doesn't want her, nobody likes her, she's unnecessary. Even if she's the first child, they don't care about her. Nothing she wants would actually come out. Saying things would not help her. When she asks for something, they tell her she asks too much. Or when she tells them something going on with her, they say she complains too much. So there is no point in saying anything. And they scold her for telling them things. So what's the point of actually saying anything? There is no point. That's why children actually do not say things. Surely when they're already in university, after feeling like their parents or family do not want them, they end up not saying anything. They get so used to it and they bear a lot of shit. A lot of pain, exactly. And it turns out when things add bust, like find them doing drugs or you see them doing a whole lot of crazy things, you'll be surprised how a lot of people, including males, including male, I'm saying, I wasn't going to just leave it in the female side. I'll still go to the male side because it's both ways. They go both ways. Even guys do a lot of, you know, nasty things as well. Yes, they also do the same thing, maybe hook up too as well. Guys do it, not just on the lady side, right? They have their own reasons, but nobody's going to listen to them when that comes out. When they get in trouble with school smoking, when they, go, when they get caught doing something bad, their reason would be invalid. Of course, it would be their own fault because everybody has, it, like their own life is supposed to be in their hand. They have the powers to control their own life. But everything they have been through, everything they have been going through, nobody listens to them. Nobody says anything about it. They let them wallow in it and drown in it. Nobody says anything about it. A friend of mine also opened up to me about something that happened to her in school. Like, even before, let's say from primary school, she got raped twice in primary school. And thinking ended there, she ended up with some guy in secondary school thinking it's going to go up. This was somebody that started running from the house. She didn't want to be at home. She always wanted to be outside. Parents thinking maybe she was outside because she wanted to be. No, no. She was going outside because there was this guy. Older than her, yes. With, by a lot. And yes, she was doing things with her. And she did not want to. He was forcing her. And he was making her scared by saying he was going to say things about her and places she go to. She did not have a choice but to keep doing it. So at the point... One time she was not willing to, then he forced her. He forced his way in. And then the, the information got out. It got to her school and it became a very, very bad name for her. Everybody was talking about it. She did not even go to school for like a month because it was that serious. She was just in primary school. 
then before she entered the university she was on her way to see a friend the guys in the cab just supposed to be just one person in that cab but all of a sudden three more guys joined them she didn't say anything because she thought oh well it's a cab so they're just going to drop me at my location and everybody on that location all of a sudden they took her to an uncompleted building where all three of them raped her they raped her collected her phone her purse and they left her there when she woke up because she passed out when she woke up when she woke up it was already evening and she said she left the house in the morning it was already evening about 5 p.m for someone that left the house by 8 thinking she would come back so she had to find help she said she could not cry she already knew what happened why she passed out but she could not say anything about it she kept short then she saw people passing and then that's when she cried for help and said she could call her parents then she called her parents to come they grinded her at home and they didn't let her go anywhere they didn't get her a new phone because well she's a bad child according to them to rectify their mistake they had to put her in a private university to avoid such things from happening again yet they did not go home to the parental need she need what what she needed was that parental care she did not get it they made her feel like yeah she's a bad child everything that happened to her was her fault growing up she has this mentality that anything that wants to happen should happen but her goals are goals nothing continues them everything she's going forward to is her goals she wouldn't indulge in any other thing even if she likes somebody or a person likes her as the person's business she would not put herself in any situation for anything to tilt her name again she's trying to erase her past and why she's using and how she's using the mentality of jesus is going to save her regardless so she has given her life to christ she's doing everything humanly possible for her church and yes every day she cries about it because even if she's progressing it's still a very painful thing that nobody heard her cry parents do not understand this parental care is very important parental care is very needed you'd say what about people that have parents Well, that's tragic. You can't, you don't know who to trust in this life. You don't know who to confide in. You don't know who to meet. You don't know who would help you. You don't know how to start. It's always a big risk. Even existing alone is a big risk. Coming outside from your house in the morning is a big risk. But you just have to try. You have to reach out to somebody. You have to call for help. Keeping quiet, holding and burying everything in silence, being bullied and not saying anything, being forced to do something you don't want to. Dying in silence is not the way. You have to find help. I'm just praying and I hope this would bring more people to light because there are a whole lot of things going on and nobody saying anything about it. Children need help. Even at times where they think they have family members to support them, the same event happened with family members. 
confining in your uncle thinking as a girl confining in your uncle thinking oh this person is calm and help you next thing start forcing you to do things start kissing you start touching you in places and you're unable to say anything about it you allow it happen every time every day you grow up with that mentality in your head that anything bad is going to just happen things that you deserve all this kind of pain and all this kind of thing you do not deserve all those kind of things nobody deserves to be treated like that we all deserve a chance to be heard a chance to be helped hey y'all i'm back so like i told you all before this episode was very very different and i guess you can see why i mentioned that earlier so i need you all to do something for me yeah if you are listening to this podcast with spotify i'm going to enable the comment section so i just need you to comment just share your thoughts about what you think on what he has said so far share your thoughts on the comment section and I will be the only person to see it, so I am going to post the ones that I find very, very relevant. Because from what he has said, he has factored on bullying, parental intuition, parental intuition in um, their children's life, and a whole lot of other interesting topics. So I just need you all to, like, you know, your comment. It could be what you just want to see about this episode, what he said. It could be, um, you know, something you want to use to counter and it could just be she could just be your thoughts towards what he said just take it like someone is telling you a story and just share your thoughts what you were going to say if you were the one that he was actually talking to so yeah guys that's all i just need you to do for me see you next time i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you actually learned something from this episode and i really do see a part two of this episode coming up so yeah Stay tuned. Have a nice day. Bye.